Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Angular. This week, I'm your host, Charles Maxwood, and we are talking to Hossein Mosavi. Hossein, do you want to introduce yourself, let people know who you are and why you're famous? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, Charles. I'm Hossein Mosavi. I'm a software developer focused on JavaScript environment. I have been working with uh, multiple frameworks of JavaScript throughout my career. Mostly, I'm working with Angular. I'm writing contents on Medium and publishing them there, which are most of them about Angular and some of them about JavaScript and TypeScript and so on. And here I am. Awesome. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately, I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast, and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv. And I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there, and we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. Now we found, it looks like a little bit older article where you were talking about reactive forms uh, using Angular material and custom validation. Uh, Do you want to kind of just explain what what you're doing with this, and then we can kind of dive into uh, how it all goes together and maybe what's changed because it looks like this article is a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I have written that article about a couple of years ago, and I kind of was interested uh, how people reacted to this article. About Angular, most of the people are talking about Angular and saying it has a wider learning curve in comparison with React.js or Vue.js. I do not agree with this completely, as learning Angular can be better and you can improve the learning uh, Angular by learning two things. One of them is the module pattern and the other thing is object-oriented programming paradigm. If you uh, build up a strong and solid base on these two elements, you can learn Angular much more better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you're you're uh, putting this article together, helping people learn mm-hmm. Angular. One thing that I'm curious about as we kind of dive into this is, what do you see people using instead of so- some of these options here? For example, there is another approach for uh, using uh, forms in Angular called a template-driven approach. Uh, Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, the template-driven approach is not properly and you cannot use use it for complex forms. So I gathered all the things I knew at the moment about Angular forms and wrapped it around in in the article uh, about uh, writing custom validators, explaining what is a form control or a form group is, talking more about form arrays. I admit, I must kind of uh, update the article as well, because I know a lot more about the Angular forms 
regarding this matter in comparison with the time I makes sense. So what would you change? I'm just curious. Or maybe we should just dive in and talk about uh, reactive forms here for a minute. So it looks like you pull in the forms module and the reactive forms module. Do you want to just explain what those are real quick, and then we'll dive into how you're using them here? Yeah, sure. Since we are working with Angular's, some of the classes in reactive forms, for example, when we want to instantiate a new form control, we need to declare a variable and assign it to a new form control, which is a class. So this class exists inside a module called reactive form module. So everything in Angular can interact, can be interacted with somehow that they are modules. So in order to work with reactive forms, we need to import that reactive forms in our module. And then we can benefit from working with it, benefit from from control, from group, and form array. And there's also a service called form builder, which you can imp- inject in your con- in the constructor of your class, and then use it to create form group and form control and form array. Mm-hmm. I personally prefer this approach using the form builder, which is a kind of a, a cleaner code and less uh, using new inside uh, inside our code base. So reactive form, it's what it is. And we can dive into what is form control, what is form group and form array. What are the differences between reactive forms and template-driven forms? And what option does this uh, reactive form provide us in a few seconds? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So is it okay for me to talk a little bit about template-driven forms? Yes. You, you kind of brought that up as the counterpoint to the form builder and reactive forms. So yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as the name adheres, uh, the template-driven forms are located inside our template. And we call our HTML file the template inside our Angular application. We can write our template inside the component itself, or we can create another HTML file and locate it inside the ng, mo- ng uh, component directive and mm-hmm. point it there. So all the things we do with forms, all the main and core things we do with the forms are located inside our template. We declare a form, we create uh, inside our form, we create every form element we want, for example, an input element, select box, or anything like that. And once we want to uh, get the data from the user, which is entering some kind of data, for example, in our input element, we need to declare and create a variable inside our TypeScript file. And somehow we need to link that variable to our, to the component, to uh, the input element inside our template. In order to do that, there is a directive called ng-model. And ng-model is uh, the directive we work with uh, for two-way data binding. Mm-hmm. And two-way data binding is when you want to interact with a variable, both in your TypeScript file and your HTML file. So as you uh, see, this pattern, this approach is kind of implicit. We do not declare our variable to be a form group or form control. We just declare a variable and link it to our template. So and another thing is this approach is asynchronous because every keyboard key uh, the user press, every 
Kia Sorokov at the keyword emits an event, and that event goes through uh, the NG model directive. And after processing there, then it comes back to our component and set the value to the variable we, we have just created. So it is not synchronous. It's a asynchronous task. And we cannot track the previous value of the element we have, uh, the user have entered, has entered. So the data is mutable and it's not immutable. Unlike template driven forms, reactive forms are in the contrast, are completely different with template driven forms. They are explicit, they are synchronous, they are synchronous, and the main uh, code bases and the main feature we are writing the code are located inside our TypeScript file. So in order to reactive forms, in order to create a reactive form, first we need to import reactive form module inside our module, and then we can benefit from uh, using it. There are two approaches working with reactive forms. One of them is using a service called Form Builder, which I personal, personally prefer. And the other one is using the classes uh, like Form Control, Form Group, and Form Array, and instantiate a new form group with these classes. We will dive deeper into what is the difference between form control and form group and what is, what exactly is and form array is. But for the moment, let's just talk about, talk a little bit about the reactive form itself. So as you might know, the form element, the form is not something that is for Angular itself. It's something that is for HTML. It's a HTML feature and mm -hmm. Angular just works in a way to provide some kind of features for us, especially for reactive forms, gives us, provides us, provides us some kind of features uh, for us to better interact with forms and improve our pace. And it kind of simplifies our job as well. So about the form control, let's just assume we have a form uh, for example, a login form or sign-up form inside a web application. And inside this login form, we have a multiple input elements, uh, a checkbox for ensuring that user has accepted, for example, our privacy policies, a toggle box or a select box for user to check, for example, its gender or some, or we can get user's name, email, and so on. So every input, every input element we have is a form control. It's, it's a control that we want to interact with and get the user's data. I personally cannot, cannot assume uh, an application that does not have a form uh, or some kind of forms inside it. And if the application can interact with the users, it is impossible, I think, or it might have a worse user experience I have ever seen. So every one of them is a form control. And in order to we create a form control, we just can use the syntax of new form control. And this new form control takes multiple arguments. Uh, the first argument it gets, it's the initial value of our form. For example, if we want our input element to have a, a pre-value of, let's just say test, we can uh, give Test as a, we can pass test as a, as a string uh, for the first argument of new form control. And the rest of the arguments can uh, be replaced with validators, for example. 
So what is validator? A validator is just a function that gets the value of our form control and returns a Boolean. And that Boolean is either true or false, obviously. And this Boolean indicates the status of our form control. For example, uh, we can write a validation in our validator com uh, function. So we can check whether or not the user's entered data is uh, a valid email address or it's just uh, we can check if the user has entered a minimum length of data or so on. So validator is nothing but a function that returns a Boolean. We can write down our custom validator, which I have provided in the article. But the thing is, Angular itself provides us some, some of the validator that are commonly used inside many applications. This validator is a function that returns us a uh, status of the user's entered uh, value. So we can write down our custom validator, but uh, Angular provides us of some of the most commonly used validators. For example, validator.require. This validator checks in, checks if the user has entered something in our input element or not. And we have two kind of validators that require. One of them is validator that require that checks the user has entered some kind of value or not. And another thing is validator that require true. This one is a little, it has a little bit of difference with the other one. This one checks if the user's value is either true or false. It does not work like true or false like we have saw in JavaScript itself. It only gives us the status of being true or false. For example, we have a checkbox uh, and we want user to check it to accept our privacy policy, for example. So we can benefit from validators that require true for, for this situation. Another validator that Angular provides is validator.email. As the name adheres, this validator checks in whether or not a, the email address of the user is correct and it has a great syntax or not. Another validator Angular provides is validator.pattern. This validator takes an argument and this argument is a regular expression, which we can write, write down ourselves and pass it to the validator. So every form control of our application can contains multiple validator. For example, we can check if the user has entered email address and if the user has entered correct email address. So we can pass around an array of validators as the second argument of new form control. So, and why these validators are important? Because we want to, for example, let's just assume we have a form and we have a submit button and we want to disable that button unless the user has entered all of the controls, all of the input elements and have entered and has entered the correct value for them, for example, correct email address and so on. So we check these validators and we can check whether or not our form is valid by checking this.form.valid or invalid. We can check either of them. And based on this value of this return value, we can disable or enable our button. So uh, let's just dive into form group, form array, their differences, their properties, and so on. Right. 
Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs, and lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance, I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and, and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. So just, just kind of tying this all back together. So we've got these reactive forms and we've got these validators so do the validators use func- uh, features of the reactive forms or are they completely separate? Validators are completely separated from a reactive forms module. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. All right. So so when we're putting the forms together, we'll just include both and then we'll use both of them when we build up the forms within our components and things. We need to import reactive form in our module, but in order to work with validators, uh-huh. we need to import it inside our component the validators component in our uh, component the right. to import validators i think we need to import them from Sounds good. angular forms right all right so we get the validators in there and so where do we go from here to kind of hook everything up and start sending data to the back end mm-hmm. yeah sure so if we wanted to use a template driven approach we need to send every single variables we have declared for our component but since we are using reactive forms and we are working with form group instead of a bunch of variables, we can send the send to the, the server our form value. But this form value, as I mentioned, is a form group. But what exactly is a form group? Let's just talk a little a little bit about form group and then yeah. move into sending it to the API. So there are two things that are available in reactive forms which makes them have has a good structure. In comparison with template-driven approach, we have a bunch of uh, declared variables. They do not have a proper structure. And if we want to work with them, there are just like separate variables declared inside our component. But in React, mm-hmm. we can declare a form group, which is a collection of form controls. Or it can also has a form group inside it as well. But the main idea is it is a collection of form controls or form groups. It can also has a form array inside it as well. And this uh, collection, we can wrap all of our form components, form elements inside it and send it to the API, for example. And this collection is just enough. It's just an object, and each uh, key of object is our form control's name. For example, we have a form control. And this form control name is uh, the thing that we want to address uh, and link our TypeScript file to the HTML and type template. So we will dive into it using the directive called form control and form control name in a few seconds. But... Let's just assume every form element, and by form element, I mean form group, form array, and form control has a name. 
So the key to this object, to the form group object, each key is the form control's name, and the value of that key is the value of our form control. So this main object can be sent to the server, can be manipulated before sending to the server, and has a structure. All of our form controls wrap around inside the collection. But what about form array? Form array is indeed a bunch of form controls and form groups as well wrapping around together. But the main idea of form array is instead of being a collection, it is an array. For example, the most used case I have seen throughout my career about working with form groups and form arrays are when it comes to working with uh, users' information inside an application, which the user wants to, for mm -hmm. example, add their address. So imagine a business that the user, uh, imagine a lot of form. User can enter their name, their email address, their phone number, and so on. And inside this form, we have a, a section called addresses. So the, our business uh, is something that the user can have multiple addresses. So in order to do that, we need to have an array of addresses because we do not know how many addresses each user has. So we can build a form array and inside the form array, we can have a form group, a form group consisting of uh, multiple form, control, form controls. For example, each address has postal code, street name, and so on. So it's not a single element inside every address. So we need to have a form array of form groups. And we'll wrap all of them around a form group called user's information, for example. So when we wrap around all of the information, we can send it to the send it to the server. We can manipulate data. We can initialize data for with an initialized value, for example. Once the once our page renders, we can uh, initial we can set a value to each form control and we can interact with it. So about setting value, another another uh, difference between template driven forms and reactive forms. Since template-driven forms are implicit, we need to address the variable linked to our template and change their value. For example, we have declared a variable called name, and we can write down a function and assign it to a button. And once the button is clicked, we can set the name to another thing. For example, writing this.name equals another name. But this doesn't, doesn't work with uh, reactive forms. Uh, in reactive forms, we have three approaches to uh, change the value of a form element. The first one is the initial value. Initial value is the one that we have mentioned earlier when we were, we were talking about how we can create a new form control or new form uh, group or so on. Inside every form control, when we want to create, the first argument is the initial value. This initial value mm -hmm. can be a string, can be a Boolean, can be an array, can be many things. For example, a Boolean can be for something like a checkbox, an array can be for um, a select box with multiple uh, choices available, or a string can be for a uh, an input element. So this initial value changes the value of our form element, but this only works once. And the corner case of this 
is this one. In order to, and let's just assume that we uh, have a button in our application and once we want, and once the user clicks on the button, we want to randomly assign multiple values to our, to every form control of our application. So this doesn't work. Actually, it can work, but we need to re-render our form control. I mean, remove the previous form controls and add another one. And this might be a little bit, uh, it's not clean, actually. So in order to uh, change the value of our form controls, we need to have a better approach than initial value. And this approach is provided uh, for us uh, by Reactive Forms itself. Reactive Forms has uh, provided us two approaches. We There are two methods called set value and patch value that we can benefit from in order to change the value of a form element. And these two methods are exactly the same, uh, but there are there is one difference between them. We will dive into the difference in a few seconds. So we need to first, we need to address our form control. For example, if we have a form group consisting of two form control name or and the form control name are the first name and last name, and we want to change the first name, we need to write this.form.get, mm-hmm. and inside the get, we need to write down the form control name, which is first name. And once we reach the form control, we can add, uh, we can change its value with, uh, using the method called setValue. And setValue takes a parameter, and in this, uh, takes a, takes an argument, and inside, uh, and inside the parentheses, we need to uh, pass around the value we want to assign, the, the new value, I mean, we want to assign to the form control. And this is correct. But imagine that we have a form group con- that contains multiple form controls, and we want to change only one of them. Set value needs to have all of the form controls. And in order to use set value to change value of only single form control, we need to provide to it every single element of ourselves. For example, we have five different form controls and we only need to change one of them. We have four lines, four redundant line of, lines of code here. So here comes, uh, so here patch value comes in handy. So uh, with patch value, we can only address the form control we want to change. We want, we want its value to be changed. So this is the better approach in order to change only one of only single form control. It doesn't have to be a single. Uh, it can be multiple. But once we want to change everything, we can use set value. And if we want, if we only want to change partial part of our form, we can use patch value. It's like uh, the host method and patch method inside uh, REST API. It's something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can discuss about custom validators a little bit. So as we mentioned, a validator is nothing but a function. So these validators, once we uh, pass it around our form controls, gets the value of our form control. And we can write down a function. And inside this function, we assume that, that there is a, there is a value comes in as an argument, and we can check it to be something that we want. For example, we want our email address to be 
for Gmail, for example, to be exactly provided by Google. And we cannot tolerate, for example, at signyahoo.com for some kind of reason, for some business reasons. So we can write our custom validator and check this out. And if it's correct, we can uh, return true. And if not, we can return false. So that has been covered in the Medium article as well, which you can find. So if it's okay, I'm going to talk about the directives I was mentioned before, form group, form group name, and so on inside the template. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm still, I, I haven't. I haven't been into this stuff for a while, so yeah, I'm a little bit mm-hmm. behind on it. So yeah, if you can explain those, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So we mentioned that the main code base of reactive forms are located inside the TypeScript, but we mm-hmm. still need to pass a reference, be- link a reference between our TypeScript and HTML file and link every single form control to its proper element in- inside the HTML file. In order to do that, we have six directives provided by Angular. Form group, form group name, form control, and form control name. And as you uh, might suggest, form array and form array. The difference between each of them is that the first one without name uh, takes a form group. For example, form group takes form group as a value. And form group name takes a string as a value. A string that should be the name of the form group we, uh, we have in our TypeScript file. So inside our form, the main form HTML tag, we need to write down form group directive or form group name directive and pass our form group to that directive. And inside every element, for example, input element, select box element, and so on, we need to pass around the form control we have. For example, if we have an input, for first name, we need to address it to the form control that is responsible for taking and changing the first name. And these are the same. Actually, you can use either form control or form control name. There's no difference. But one difference is the situation when you want to work with uh, form arrays, especially complex form arrays that contains a form group that is it's, that itself consists of uh, multiple form controls, and you want to have error handling and showing some kind of errors if the user has entered incorrect value and so on. In this case, it might be better to use the form control instead of form control name, but all in all, you can use either of them, and it's okay, okay. for you to use either of them. So another thing that I am going to explain is the immutability. So uh, we just said that template-driven forms are immutable as they are changing something between the ng-model direct through ng-model directive and change the variable we have declared. But here we are working with the form directly so we can uh, track our uh, value through the history of users interaction. So we can have the previous value, use them in some way we want, in our desired way, and so on. For that, Angular provides us an observable called value changes, which we can subscribe to, and we can get every uh, value of the user's interaction. So we can check these value changes on the form itself, but the form itself, I mean the form group itself, or either each form control. You can track 
each one. So we can try, uh, so in this case, our forms is immutable as we can attract things around and maybe just return to the previous value or so on. So this is another difference between reactive forms and uh, template-driven forms. Cool. Yeah, sure. So how do, how do you test all this stuff? Like, can you write, I'm assuming you can write tests around this. Yeah, sure. So in order to test all of these things, template-driven forms, template-driven forms are a little bit challenging to write tests for because they are implicit and so on, and all of the parameters they have. But since the since we are writing our uh, reactive forms inside our TypeScript file, it is much easier for uh, us to write test cases and test them in our application. And we can write mm-hmm. tests using the kernel or everything we can benefit from. All we need to do, and we can write behavior behavioral uh, tests as well. We can uh, describe something and expect something that the user should if the user enters something, it should returns, for example, uh, an error, and this error should c- contains a text calling the email address is not correct or so on. So we can write uh, multiple test cases and check check that as well. For template driven, it's not that simple though. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So for, what are you working on now? I'm I'm working on Angular on a project is which uh, our customers is bank and so on. I have recently mm-hmm. started learning and working with React.js. Actually, React is uh, provides us a different approach for resolving the problems uh, rather than Angular. Angular and React are uh, completely in two different worlds, I, I presume. I personally prefer Angular. The Angular approach for resolving the problems is much easier to learn, is much cleaner in my opinion, but React is something complex. And I tried to contribute to GitHub recently and write uh, new articles. I have written uh, three or four articles and they are, uh, they, her writing has been finished. I'm waiting for a proper time to publish them one by one. And that's all. Cool. Yeah. Hey folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. All right. Well, the last part of the show is picks, and this is just stuff that we we like, that we want to shout out about, tell people about, stuff like that. I'll go ahead and go first on this one. I'm trying to remember what game I'm picking this week. You know what? I think I'm going to shout out about something that I play with my kids. So this isn't strictly speaking a board game. It's an app on the phone. And I don't know if this works on Android phones, but it definitely works on my iPhone. It's called Game Pigeon. And it has a whole bunch of little games that you can play. And what it does is it texts the game to to your opponent. So my 15-year-old and my 13-year-old like to text me and we'll play Battleship or checkers or dots and uh dots and boxes what else they have on there darts they have cup pong anyway so if you're looking for kind of a fun way to play some games they're turn-based games obviously then (laughs) then you know then you have yeah it's it's fun so if i'm out and about doing stuff then i can text back and forth with my kids and play games with them and that's been really fun 
The other pick that I have, um, I've been diving into just getting top end devs finished so that, you know, I can start putting the content out that I want. And anyway, I'm, I'm really liking the app platform on DigitalOcean. So if you're, if you're out there uh, looking for something where you can just, you know, push to get and have it deploy, then that's been working pretty well for me as well. So I'm going to pick that. Hossein, do you have some things you want to uh, shout out about on the show? Yeah, sure. About the game, I recently, me and my co-workers have recently installed a game on our cell phones called Cluster Duck. It is interesting. It's actually, it's uh, at the beginning, you have an egg, egg of duck. And once you mm-hmm. open it and uh, another egg, you uh, you get multiple eggs in the process of the game. Uh, the eggs, uh, some kind of evolution. You can see evolution inside the ducks. And after a moment, you can see uh, weird dogs. For example, you can see a dog wearing a helmet or you can see a dog has a like a dragon neck or so on. And it's kind of cool. It can describe evolution to child children as well in a weird way, I think. But it's fun to work with. It's fun to uh, play with it. I compare my ducks with uh, my coworkers, my friends, and so on. And we see uh, new ducks every day, I presume. It is okay. It is a single player player game as well. And I think it has it has one million install on uh, Google Play. Uh, I haven't checked on App Store, but this game is uh, kind of work for me. And after you mentioned DigitalOcean for deploying website, I'm recently working with uh, Netlify. Mm, I, I like Netlify. Yeah, Netlify is working amazingly for me. I have a custom. I have bought a domain for myself, and I'm de- I can deploy on my subdomains using Netlify. I I do not mm-hmm. worry about uh, the building process. I connect. I directly connect my GitHub repositories to Netlify, and uh, tells uh, tell Netlify to run these kind of commands to build the project and deploy it on my desired domain name, and it's all going through. And the premium version provides us provides you a better a better experience, but the free approach is kind of works well as well. So. Netlify is my choice for this one. Sounds good. Yeah, I've used Netlify in the past, and I I really like it. The reason I'm using DigitalOcean is because Top End Devs is a Rails app, and so I need something that I can deploy the back end to. But yeah, anything that you know where it has kind of a build process and is either using HTML or front end JavaScript. Yeah, I've really really liked Netlify. So I was going to talk about uh, the Netlify forms. It provides uh, it gives give mm-hmm. you the opportunity to have dynamic forms inside your application as well. So you don't need to have a backend for sending requests to your email address or so on for the form the form inside your web application. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if people want to connect with you online, uh, where do they find you? They can all reach out to my Twitter and you can also reach out to my portfolio hmusavi.dev it is written like h-m-o-u-s-a-v-i.dev and on my portfolio there are 
a lot of ways to connect with me, a link to my GitHub, LinkedIn, Twitter, and so on. Cool. Well, thanks for coming. This has been a terrific conversation. And we'll just wrap it up here. Until next time, folks, max out. Thanks. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.